Hey everyone, before the episode begins, I just want to apologize in advance for the audio quality. Our voices sound staticky for some reason, so I hope you enjoy our conversation regardless. I also wanted to say many thanks to Lucasfilm and Disney for inviting TWG to press day for Star Wars Resistance. I had an amazing time talking with the executive producers and cast members. They are super excited and enthusiastic about sharing their stories and characters with us on October 7. So I hope you all tune in either live or on the app. Be open to a brand new adventure because I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a fun ride. Lastly, my article featuring the interviews from Press Day will be up on culturess.com and thewookiegunner.com. So keep a close eye on my Twitter and my Twitter is at Eyes for updates. And one other thing, this episode is 108. For some reason, I said 109 in the introduction, so you can completely ignore that. This is episode 108. So without further delay, here's our new episode. Hello, Master. It's been a while. We are off on an adventure. This is good. When it gets strange like this, it's a good thing. For what it's worth, I've got a good feeling about this. Trust me, Hera, I'm excited. This is my excited face. Get ready to be impressed. You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 109 of Geeky Bubble. Oh, my God. Geeky Bubble. (laughs) Part of the Star Wars Escape Pods Network. I'm your host, Jonah Marie, and with me is the Jarek Eager to my Kazuda Ziono, my mom, Maria. I'm still getting used to these not names. (laughs) These names are kind of complicated, right? But they feel more Star Wars to me. I'm like, who is who? <laughs> and everybody's talking. The, the funny thing is, this came out, right? And everybody is talking and, and referring to these characters by name. I'm like, how? How do you already know who is who? I'm still trying to understand what the show is about, much less know who is who. <laughs> yeah, you have to be on it 24-7, man. I memorized those names within 10 minutes. I need to pay bills, Jonah. <laughs> I understand. I understand. No, it'll take time. It'll take time to get used to. Yeah, you know I'm bad with names. Of course. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Even even Thrawn escapes your mind from time to time. Jaeger, Jaeger. How you pronounce Jaeger? I would say Jaeger. Jaeger because Chuck Jaeger. So he's the one that I've immediately remember now because of the fact that he reminds me of Kanan. Yeah, he looks Canaan-ish. Yeah, he has that father figure, wise person who doesn't want to get involved, but gets keeps getting pulled in, you know? Right, right. So, Team Fireball. Yay, Fireball! <laughs> but but you know why I say yay, Fireball, Because right? of the drink. Yes. yes. Yay, Fireball! <laughs> uh, the only reason I know that is because I saw people talking about it on Twitter, <laughs> And I had no idea that this was some sort of alcoholic drink. Yes. Fireball, baby. <laughs> what, what does it consist of? <laughs> it's a cinnamon whiskey type of, of drink. It is what it is. <laughs> it just burns you <laughs> when burns it goes you. down. I'm not a big fan of cinnamon like that. I, like, I don't like the cinnamon gum or cinnamon anything unless it's actual candy or uh, pastry or something like that. Uh, um, 
I, I, I always loved as a little girl. I loved the, the they used to make this big balls of of mint, and then they also did them of cinnamon. So they were like a reddish purple. Oh man, they were so good. They were spicy and minty and everything good. Mm! And that's to me that's how Fireball tastes, except for the fact that it has alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, Fireball is actually the name of the ship that Kaz ends up flying in the in the first episode, which I watched, mommy. You what? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you anymore. You can do this without me. <laughs> no. Goodbye. Goodbye. I had to. I had to watch. I That was another thing I should have said at the beginning. I watched both episodes, the first introductory episodes, because... <laughs> Because I needed to prepare for the interview. And so, yes, this was research. This was mandatory homework. Yeah, okay, whatever. (laughs) I'm out of here. Goodbye, people. (laughs) See you. Bye. No, they were were a lot of fun. Obviously, I won't go into detail about them, but I was super... I actually watched them three times because that's how fun they were (laughs) the the first time I was just in awe of this new story and it looked so beautiful and then the second time it was to actually pay attention (laughs) (laughs) and then the third time was for fun and also to help me come up with some interview questions so yeah that was that was a blast (laughs) I hate you and I hope everybody out there is with me on the sentiment. No, please don't hate me. Um, so Kazuda Ziono is our main character. And according to his description, he's a young New Republic X-Wing fighter pilot. And his new assignment as a spy for the Resistance leaves him feeling sort of out of his element. Because he's good at flying, but he's not good at spying. <laughs> Something I, I, I didn't think about afterward was I should have asked why they decided to go with a guy. Like, why didn't they choose a female lead for the story? Ultimately, for me, it doesn't matter. I mean, I like Ray and I like Ezra. So, I mean, I, as long as the character is someone that I can emotionally attach myself to like I normally do for everything then it doesn't matter to me but I was curious as to why they went with another guy having just come off of Rebels where the main character is a guy is Ezra because let's face it behind every great man there's an even greater woman and here we go with the backups the girls you know that's true the mechanic the friend the one that's gonna do the pilot Mm -hmm. you know Behind every great man, there's an even greater woman. (laughs) And in this case, there's several women. (laughs) Yes, there is. There's also Freya, who is someone I would be scared of being friends with. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She kind of freaks me out. Yeah. She kind of scares me. But but something something else, another detail that was revealed in a magazine interview, it was Disney D23's magazine, Kazuda is actually the son of a wealthy family. He doesn't come from this background like Ezra where he's been on the streets or Ray, who's been on a desert planet her entire life or Sabine for food. Yeah. Or Sabine who ran away because of the circumstances she was in. And so this guy actually comes from money. And that's interesting to me. To me, he reminds me of, of Leia in a way. You know, if you have the means 
to do something, you do it because you have the, the power and the position to do so. So I, I thought that was an interesting detail from that interview. And because of the fact that they come from a metropolis planet, I'm kind of worried for his family. Because remember in The Force Awakens, Starkiller Base ends up destroying those five planets, remember? Yes. So what if his family comes from one of those planets? I will cry. You, you, you're, you're already going that. I'm going there. Yeah. I'm, you're I'm like, throwing my theories whoop. out there. It's, it's very plausible. You know, this, this could be a thing. Let's just keep it for the now. Okay, okay. And let's just keep it where we learn the yeah. kids, you know, what they do, how they behave. We'll worry about their emotions later. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. <laughs> But but what were your general thoughts about Kaz and the fact um, that he comes across as very clumsy? I did say it uh, already, I believe, in Twitter. He reminds me of Ezra. He has that Ezra look. Like Ezra, maybe, he's supposed to be a teenager. This kid, that Kaz. Well, when this episode comes out, it'll be known that he's 20-ish years old. So So that's how I will see... Ezra in his 20s, you know, because we know Ezra, the teenage boy, you know, 15, 16, 17. But this kid is in his 20s and he looks just like him. And also the clumsiness, you know, the sort of comedical way of doing things. He makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's funny. And I like the slapstick kind of funny because yeah. then he's, you know, he's being hit across the face in certain scenes from the trailer. And other times he's just falling flat on his face or... <laughs> And I and I love that about him and his voice actor Christopher Sean and he was very open about being clumsy that kind of clumsy person. <laughs> so next we have Jarek Yeager and Yeager runs a repair shop on the Colossus refueling station enjoying the solitude of being far from the central systems of the galaxy. So my question to you is was it right for Poe to impose on him and and disturb the quiet life that he has now because it's kind of hard to approach someone who's already gone through a war to ask them hey can you do me a favor that might potentially bring you into another war i don't know because i loved when they brought in the clones? The clones. They have maturity. They had an experience that the, the ghost crew didn't have. So I do understand Paul, why he did it. But, you know, I also see the other side because the clones were were willing. Yes. Jaeger, obviously, is not based on the little snippets here and there. Right, yeah. Whether he's not as a front, because sometimes people tend to front a certain behavior a certain personality that is not really who they are we will have to wait and see true yeah i i just thought man paul why 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 are you bringing this on his shoulders you know it's it's the experience it's post certainly knows he's throwing a kid a, a fresh a fish out of water and um he needs somebody with the maturity and the understanding and the knowledge there. So I do get that right. part of it. Desperate times call yeah, for desperate times. Exactly. Measures. Yeah. But um like I said, he may look not willing in the front, but maybe he maybe has... he, he he really has the willingness and, and the desire to do something. 
Yeah. We will have to wait and see, yeah. Niku Vozo is super adorable. <laughs> He's bright and optimistic. Niku is trustworthy and kind-hearted. Despite his quirks, Niku's logical way of thinking makes him one of the best mechanics on the platform. I know one of the things that I had written when talking about Star Wars Resistance was whether that was natural, a natural part of his personality, or whether it's something that's being manipulated from the thing that he wears on his head. Because he has a mechanical thing on his head. And it reminded me of Sibo. Yes. For you guys who don't remember, Sibo was the Rodian character who was meant to look after Ezra. But he ended up volunteering for this program that basically enhances productivity over personality. And it removes that those parts of you that make you you. So I wonder what that thing is on his head and whether it plays a role in his personality. personality. So it makes me sad thinking about it because he seems like such a kind soul. So just so that I can remember... Of everybody that I saw, Niku Voso is the yellow guy. He's a greenish, the green guy who who was talking about the fact that he had a pet that named he Lucky. Ate, that he ate, that he ate, ate his the pet, pet after he, the pet died. <laughs> yeah. Got, yeah, gotcha. That's Got Niku. It. I don't know. It, it, in the few instances that he sprung here and there in the shorts, I don't think that quirkiness will be something that will be programmed. You know what I'm Not saying? Not programmed, maybe, maybe like a like a byproduct of having oh, a it byproduct on. Yeah. of having. Okay. Well, I could see that because there's a lot of medications out there that have certain byproducts, right, things right. like that. So, yeah, that that I could see. Yeah, I'm fascinated to find out what his real deal is. is yeah, you know, and and why is he there? Why, and, and why is he so chipper all the time? Why yeah. is everything <laughs> so 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 nice? Like, ooh, I had a pet once, then he died. And then I ate it. Like, <laughs> really? Like, <laughs> like he sees he, the glass he sees half the, full. He, he sees the freaking glass full. full. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no half empty with him. There's no half full. It's full. all full it's to overflowing. the top. It's overflowing. <laughs> yeah, that's Nico. That's Nico. And then there's Tam Revora, and she's a tough, hardworking mechanic on the Colossus platform. Tam has big dreams of one day becoming a pilot and racer. We don't know her all that well, but do you think she could let go of her personal desires if she realized that the Resistance needed someone of her abilities or her, her capabilities? You know who she reminded me of? Mm. Rose. Rose. Rose Tickle. Oh, Rose Tickle. <laughs> I was like, Rose. I, yeah. You know what first came to my mind? Titanic. Oh. <laughs> no, not that Rose. Not that Rose. No, not that Rose. <laughs> but Rose Tickle. That's right, because they're both she, yeah. in that same area. It, it, it's, it's a person who, regardless of how menial or minimal you see the job that they have, it is a job that matters and they take it seriously, you know? I see her the same way, where she has a job, and she knows she's the best, and she's going to let you know she's the best, and she's going to get on with her job, and she's going to see the value of her job in whatever comes into play. Yeah, I see that too. And it's interesting that in the featurette, it was 
said that she had been a racer and lost her ship. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious if she is even a big gambler. Because the, that's the only way that I can imagine. You, oh, unless you crashed it. You know, you crashed your ship. But the other way of losing a ship would be if you bet on it and lost. And now that, that ship now belongs to someone else. So yeah. yeah, it would be interesting to know that. Yeah. Because then that, that could be a, hint, a, a wrinkle in her personality. Yes. You know? Yeah. She might be good at everything she does, but maybe she's a gambler. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that could get her into trouble, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. That would be interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we just created a headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that means. Yes. It means that you created... You know, people keep talking about this is canon. <laughs> Canon and that's not canon and i'm like what the heck are they talking about because okay. to me star wars is star wars <laughs> <laughs> that is a great way to look at it because star wars is star wars but when return of the jedi finished there was a point in time before phantom menace came in 1999 throughout those what 20 years or so i can't can't count (laughs) there were books and comic books being published and that continued the story but it wasn't necessarily coming from george lucas they were being created so that they can keep on seeing star wars in some form or another so this stuff eventually becomes known as star wars legends because it's not exactly canon. Their canon is the 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 story as being told by Lucasfilm. Okay. So what we see in the movies is canon. That's the story being presented. Star Wars Rebels is canon. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So any anything else from another source would be considered legends or non-canon. But a head canon is when we create something in our own heads. To we, continue or to uh, emphasize the story. Yeah, or to elaborate a, like a Yeah, so we did detail. headcanon. We did Woo-hoo! a headcanon. <laughs> yeah. So I hope I explained that correctly. But yeah, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Canon, non-canon. It's just all Star Wars to me. Star Wars is Star Wars, people. <laughs> just love it for what it is. Exactly. <laughs> and so Team Aces is the other set of characters that are involved in this series and we have Tora Doza who has the combined energy of a hotshot ace and a 15 year old <laughs> she is the daughter of the station operator Captain Emmanuel Doza and lives in the station's upper levels so question yeah though, this station is this station owned by the First order. That is a great question. That's what we're trying to find out. Oh, okay. yeah. So the this fueling station is is apparently being operated by Captain Emmanuel Doza, but ultimately, who owns it and and who's using it? So th- that's why Poe puts Kaz there because this is a very central area, and there could be first order people walking through it, and he needs to determine and report back whatever he finds. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So um, the father, Dosa, Captain Dosa, I'm hoping that he's sort of like a callous character. Yeah, me too. I, I don't know what his allegiance is, whether yeah. it's just he's just preoccupied with manning this giant installment in the middle of the ocean but uh we do see in the trailer him consulting or talking with 
uh, a red looking stormtrooper and there's two other stormtroopers behind him i don't know whether he's uh, like a first order sympathizer mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to find out what, what, what role especially being that he's the father of a racer who can potentially become allied Yes. With the resistance. resistance. Yeah. Yeah. That was, That's an interesting just the position right there. Yeah. You know, father on one side, daughter on the other. Yeah, and he's also very overprotective of her. So she that's a natural that that brings rebel. more friction. Yeah. Yeah. It, she's gonna rebel. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's hype phase on. <laughs> I'm guessing he's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I love the guy. Yeah, Donald you know, Faison. Faison. Yeah, he is my guy. You yeah. know. <laughs> so the top racer of the aces that defends the Colossus platform hype relishes being the center of attention as it fuels his bravado and enormous ego. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't yes. think they could have found anyone else in this universe better than to show that because. <laughs> He does that that ego personality so well. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Faison cracks me up. Yeah. And, and I always think of Turk from yeah. Scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, one of the questions I had asked Donald when I was there was whether Hype has the potential to be a resistance fighter because in the resistance, that fame, glory, ego has to go away. It's not, it doesn't exist. So is that something that he's capable of doing? And, and then, of course, his classic answer was, we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, oh, I can imagine with the face. <laughs> yeah. We, opening his big eyes. Yeah. Have to wait and see. <laughs> uh, but he did, in another part of the conversation, he did mention that hype is sort of misunderstood. And so I'm, I'm curious to know how how yeah. do you, and 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 you know you think about egotistical characters they're they're sort of compensating for something there's something that was missing when they were growing up and and so they're seeking that attention now that they didn't they didn't have when they were younger i'm interested to find out more about yeah. him and his background and then there's griff halloran griff halloran flies an extensively modified tie based racer that emphasizes raw power no one is quite certain whether or not griff is a veteran of the imperial navy or whether he just flies old imperial colors to intimidate his opponents so i found that detail to be fascinating because that's true anyone could pretend to be part of the imperial navy Navy. no one's gonna know yeah (laughs) and they're always wearing those helmets so So it's, it's a good covered and yeah. a good way to intimidate people but i think he's the real deal i think he's he's an actual ex-imperial navy fighter what i am hoping to see though is whether he's going to be presented with the situation of being a resistance fighter or being or yes. seeing the first order and seeing yes. oh I, I i know these guys yeah <laughs> because you know he's basically a survivor of a war that he lost. Yeah. So now now there's no war. It's done. Now you have the opportunity to decide whether what you did was right or not. You have a second chance at choosing the side of good. Yes. You know? And that was the big thing about the Empire. They recruited people who were willing. Yeah. 
So, and but the first order is kind of different. They take people and they and make, make them, them into soldiers. Into soldiers, they condition them. Yeah, yeah, as we saw with Finn. So that's that's what will make interesting. You know, will he choose to be part of that type or go against it and basically go against what he was a long time ago? Yeah, I, I, he he's so far the most intriguing one. Yeah, because you don't know where he's where gonna, gonna go. go. Yeah. And then there's Freya Fenris, who, uh, like as mentioned before, the uh, scares me. <laughs> uh, Freya stands apart from the rest of the boisterous crew with a personality that is both coolly methodical and calculating. And she reminds me of me. Yes, <laughs> yes. I was going to say that. And when when I was younger and I was able to intimidate all the kids in the family, yes, yes. submit them to my will. <laughs> I, you know, what's interesting about her character, and I, I remember writing this in in my site. She's really hard to read. Like the other characters, you can get a feel for, but her. You can't really theorize what her background is or what her motivations are. Or where is she going to, what side she's going to lean to. Right. I mean, Amy Beth Christensen in the featurette, she said that she's the one that you can trust the most. But I don't but know what. trust that, what? Yeah, to that's do true. What? That's true. You, you, you can be <laughs> trusted, but to do what? You know? Mm. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I couldn't read her, and she's she's a complete closed book to me, and I I really want to know more, <laughs> even though she scares me. <laughs> um, and then finally, there's Bo Keevil, a soft-spoken Keldor pilot. Bo Keevil prefers to let the daredevil maneuvers of his lightning-fast yellow racer do the talking for him. Yeah, but uh, he kept crashing all the time <laughs> because he he pushes the envelope. <laughs> I don't know where that's going to get him. <laughs> uh, what I like is that he is the same species as Plo Koon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's a Keldor. And so, and that also happens to be Filoni's favorite alien species, non-human species. So, is he voicing this character? <laughs> <laughs> because you know how he voiced Chopper? So, no one knows who's voicing this character. And, you know, given the description, soft-spoken, you, you, it's implied that he can talk. <laughs> it's just that he, he chooses not to. So, when he does, who's voicing him? <laughs> that would be very interesting. Uh, yes. So, I imagine, I imagine, if it's not Dave, it's probably one of the executive producers or someone who's very attached to this project. So... <laughs> That that'd be a really good way to uh, incorporate them into the voice cast. And, and finally, the last point I wanted to make was that they all remind me of Clue characters. So you know, in the game Clue, uh-huh. there's always there's a character who is a, a specific color, like a uh, Plum Professor Plum. Yeah. <laughs> And who did it? Yeah, who did it? Who's the spy? <laughs> pro- pro- Professor Plum in the observatory. In the- <laughs> Alpha Quadrant <laughs> with the TIE Fighter. Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> whatever, Star- you know. This isn't Star Trek, mommy. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's space. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would love to create a Star Wars Resistance clue game now. And I want it to be, have all these characters in there. <laughs> like, who did it? <laughs> hey, listeners, we hope you're enjoying this great podcast. 
This is Devin Kleffer from Outer Rim Originals, your online source for limited edition Star Wars artwork from officially licensed Disney and Topps artists. Each Outer Rim Originals artwork has the industry's lowest run of only 45 prints. All limited edition pieces from Outer Rim Originals are printed on archival quality Z-Clay paper, are hand-numbered, signed by the artist, and include a certificate of authenticity from Outer Rim Originals. And because you're a listener of this podcast, Outer Rim Originals is offering you the opportunity to purchase a limited edition signed print with 10% off of your order. Simply head to OuterRimOriginals.com and enter the discount code WookieGunner, the number 10. That's WookieGunner10. Then get ready to be the envy of the galaxy with a limited edition signed print from Outer Rim Originals. Remember, OuterRimOriginals.com, discount code WookieGunner10. That's OuterRimOriginals.com, discount code Wookie Gunner 10. Now, back to the podcast. So in the trailers and featurettes, we get to see glimpses of the First Order. And the whole premise of the series is to find out what the First Order is up to before it leads to The Force Awakens. And so I wanted to know your general thoughts of The First Order. Personally, for me, I find them repetitive. Because we've seen that before with the Empire. When Force Awakens came out, I, I expected something different. Instead, they're, they're a little bit of the same, only m- on the more extreme end of it. I think that they're the perfect um, evil. They're the perfect bad guy. To me, it's, it's, it's normal to fall into that character and just polish it and make it look a little bit different, but still the same. Mm. So um, who started the First Order? See, that's stuff that I'm not clear on because a lot of it has been flushed out in novels or comic books, and I haven't read those. So I am, I'm, I'm behind, and I'm sure a lot of general viewers like yourself and others are unclear as to how the First Order came about, who's been funding it. I, I honestly... I. I this is my personal view. I, I think that the, the First Order is nothing more than that the revamping of the leftovers, the leftover Imperials. Oh, yeah, that, you that's, know? that's definitely and, it. And, like- and definitely it's going to have the same feel and look, just different knowledges. It's like if you look at all the, the evil regimes around the world and then you look at the regimes that are starting to develop right now, they're sort of like a, 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 an homage to the old, but in the present. So I don't find it weird and I don't find it repetitive, repetitive because to me, it is evil resurfacing. I see it as the, the, the light and dark. And this is just another shape, another opportunity in time where evil is resurfacing. Nicely said. <laughs> And so, you know, in Rebels, we had Thrawn, we had the Inquisitors, and Vader as well. So what do you want to see as a bad guy in this show? I definitely don't want one person. I know because of the latest movie, The Last Jedi, we know Snoke is their supreme commander, whatever it is that they they call them. But I personally, right now, would not want to see one. I will want to see a group. Okay. You know? Okay. A unified group with a unified purpose. And that's it. Not, not a real, 
you know one person person leading the charge yeah i think you're gonna get that (laughs) because there's phasma and there's also commander pyre and so i think there's going to be several different yeah people involved and i would like to see that because it's the more people for you to not like right right (laughs) you know not just one person but you have different like you i don't like you (laughs) yeah and 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 commander pyre came out of the d23 magazine interview and he's described as an intriguing no-nonsense stormtrooper commander who answers to phasma so so we'll see phasma from time to time but pyre is definitely I think going to be the main bad guy, but there's going to be some collaboration back and forth. Because that, that, that's what, one of the things that I liked about um, Rebels, the fact that there was this many, the governor price and this person and the inquisitors and then came, you know, th- there were different guys that you dislike because I don't want to use the word hate <laughs> at different points you know right yeah and i really love that about rebels 2 season one you had you know vader come in and the inquisitor the grand inquisitor then you had the the other inquisitors and and then thrawn and price and so you had the different levels of bad guys season one actually was a callus i forgot callus was a bad guy yeah (laughs) and yeah i mean i i hope they continue that and ultimately who do you think is if we had to choose someone from the people that we've been introduced to be a spy who who seems to be the the first order spy in those groups hmm. that that's a good one and i remember i remember when i think it was the first feature that came out i tweeted i'm really excited for the show but i have to keep myself not being attached to these characters because kaz is there to look for first order sympathizers people who collaborate with these people and might want to join their ranks and some of these people we might think of as friends but you never know so do we know exactly that one that that whoever Cass is looking for is within the group no of we don't know for sure but i just assume that that's maybe where they're what they're implying and what they want gotcha, you to think gotcha yeah i don't know because the, the the potential is there for any of them right that's true because it's, it's six months before yeah. you know people haven't made up their minds about oh yeah i want to join this side when this happens <laughs> You know, and and Mary, who voices Freya Fenris, she said, you know, the resistance is sort of thrust upon them. But what if what if someone doesn't really want to be part of the resistance for whatever reason? So it's it's fun to ask those kind of questions and think outside the box. And actually, Governor Price, she's voiced by the same person. Ooh. So Freya Fenris is Governor Price in a different point in time. <laughs> And finally, uh, you know, would you want to see Hera or Jason Sindula show up in the in the series at some point? Or do you think they should keep those characters, those Star Wars Rebels characters outside? I, I, I would want to, to keep them outside. Yeah. I, as much as I, I, I love Hera, mm-hmm. she's my hero. And Jason is the son of our beloved Kanan. But I think that if you're not going give, to give me Ezra... <laughs> Don't give me anybody else. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I see. So that that's just my personal opinion. I know there's people out there who, in, in the scheme of the whole Rebel show, like more Hera or Kanan or anybody else. And as much as I love them because I do, to me, it, it was 
Ezra. It was about Ezra. So if you took Ezra away from me, I don't want to see nobody else. <laughs> I don't want to cry again. I see Sarah or Jason and I'm going to cry because <laughs> Kanan es- is not there. Especially if if Jason grew up to look, look like more him. like his dad. Oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, no, don't do this to me, please. but yes it's something i don't see them doing this first season i see that happening down the line so here's hoping that's something they considered i'm sure they did but we'll see if they actually fit into the story and finally what are your thoughts on the show not having jedi because star wars rebels was big on that it was about kanan ezra and later on it got really jedi but then then it, it, it had to it had to Mm-hmm. Because the main characters were force were sensitive, force sensitive. Yeah. And, and that was the the whole premise of of the show. In this one, I wouldn't miss them. Yeah, you know? same. because it's a whole different concept. And it's something it's, totally different happening. And the and force has not awakened yet. <laughs> yes, that true. Although you you never know. You know, there could be people who have that little force sensitivity, force sensitivity in there. That would be okay because we know it exists across the universe and it's something that you cannot just eradicate. Right. And that's another thing that people think force sensitive and they automatically think Jedi. But no, no, Jedi is because you associated yourself and aligned yourself with this space religion. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, And trained yourself under it and practiced its policies and whatnot. But not every force sensitive is a Jedi. Yeah. So I, I I wouldn't mind seeing a little tweak here and there, but like a real Jedi or a real like person fully out there, no. No, I, I agree. And and so that's it. That's it. I'm so excited for Star Wars Resistance. I I can't wait. <laughs> October seven. And thankfully we have direct now. To be able to watch it because yeah, <laughs> uh, we can watch it on the Disney Now yeah. app. And I think if I if I remember reading it correctly on Twitter, the episodes will drop early on Sunday when they when it premieres. So if you're not in the mood to stay up till ten o'clock at night, then you can watch it in the Disney Now app. Just stay away from Twitter. social media. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's to be understood. Like at this point, I know that if I can't see something at the time that it's supposed to air, then I'm going to stay away from social media. I can't ask other people to control themselves. themselves although yeah. it'd be nice. So. <laughs> you can't ask that of no, people. No, but no. it'd be nice for them to be considerate of others. But what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. And so before we let you go, here's a brief interview with Mark Von Olin, the brand manager of entertainment at the Tops Company. We talk about resistance and get you even more excited about the show. Can you imagine what it's like to be an ace pilot? This is your chance to make that dream come true. Hey everyone, on the other end of this line is one of my favorite people to visit and talk with at conventions, Mark Von Olin from the Tops Company. Thank you so much for coming on to the show, Mark. Thanks for having me. 
So you're more than just the friendly and welcoming face that we see at the Tops booth. And I know I, I, I always see you at the conventions, but you're more than just that. So tell us more about what you do at Tops. Well, I've been at Tops for about four years now. I originally was hired to work on Star Wars trading cards, and I was in that job for about a year. That was right as we were getting ready for the journey to The Force Awakens. And then I took over the entire entertainment portfolio. So working on Garbage Pail Kids and WWE, um, wacky packages, new brands like The Walking Dead, and we actually have Stranger Things coming out in a little while. Um, And I had that job for about two years. And then I got um, this new role, which is super exciting, on Star Wars Authentics. Oh, that's exciting. And I love that you said Stranger Things. It's actually one of my favorite shows. (laughs) It's so much fun. You're going to love the trading cards that are coming out. They're very 80s inspired in look and feel. And we've got some really cool signers, including Millie Bobby Brown. Um, So there's a lot coming on Stranger Things. Oh, that's so cool. So I know some of my listeners may not know what Star Wars Authentics is about. So could you give them a bit of an overview as to what that offers? Yeah, this is really exciting for us. You know, Tops is um, a trading card company, and we do blind, blind bag collectibles, um, and we also have autographed memorabilia. Uh, so if you go to our website, you'll see you know signed baseball bats and uh, balls that are signed and jerseys and things like that from a lot of the baseball players. Uh, we expanded that out into Star Wars. So this was a partnership with Major League Baseball and their Authenticators, Inc. department. They ensure that everything we get signed is real, is authentic. They witness every single signing. Um, and they put a little hologram over the photo um, with a serial number that you can enter into our website to um, see who signed it and when it was signed and where it was signed to prove that it's authentic. So that's really the big point of differentiation that we bring to this marketplace. Uh, so we have the autograph um, license, and on our site for sale, uh, StarWarsAuthentics.com, you can find autographs from over 20 different people from across the Star Wars saga, including a lot of the principal cast members. Uh, we've got Harrison Ford. Um, we've got Billy D. Williams, Freddie Prinze Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, Daisy Ridley, Adam Driver, John Boyega, Felicity Jones. The list goes on and on. Wow, that's impressive. I know I've gotten a few myself. <laughs> oh, awesome. So I think some people need to get on that if they haven't done so already. <laughs> Yeah, we've got a great selection, um, hundreds of different choices, because, you know, when we have someone like John Boyega sign a stack of photos, we had him do a lot of different images, some from The Force Awakens, some from The Last Jedi. We have 8x10s, we have 11x14s, we have the option to get it framed, um, and we have different ink colors on a lot of them, so if some people really want everything in blue or black or red, um, those choices are there. Awesome. So I know our listeners gear more towards the animated side of Star Wars because that's what we focus on. So what have been some of the recent releases that they should look into? You know, I'm a huge animation fan myself. Um, I love the Clone Wars. I'm a Rebels fanatic. I think that's how you and I first bonded yes. um, was everything related to Rebels. And so we make, we make sure on Star Wars Authentics that we're not just talking about the classic films or the prequels. You know, we're, we're saga spanning. Um, and along with the autographs that we have on the site, we have official photos from across the sagas. So we added a lot of different photos to the site very recently. Specifically from the Clone Wars, we have over 200 photos to choose from. Uh, from Star Wars Rebels, there are over 300 photos. And we have um, images from a wide range of the episodes. Uh, lots of different characters are represented. Uh, and we have autographs from a variety of the signers. Um, so as I mentioned before, with Sarah Michelle Gellar 
and Freddie Prinze Jr. We also have Sam Witwer, who, of course, does the voice of Darth Maul, Stephen Stanton, who voices a variety of characters, and James Earl Taylor, who, of course, plays Obi-Wan Kenobi. So lots of different animated content up on the site. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, I mean, out of curiosity, do you happen to know which animated character photo is the most popular? Well, Ahsoka, um, who's one of my favorite characters, is um, one of our top sellers, along with Kanan. So, oh, wow. you know, yeah, those are the two big ones. And I think because Freddie was on the convention circuit a little bit earlier this year, so he was doing some autograph signings. And with the finale of Rebels, um, that was such a big deal. And with Ahsoka, she's just so beloved. And she's in two places. She's in Clone Wars and Rebels. So you, got, you actually have quite a bit of selection to choose from for Ahsoka. And the pictures we have for Freddie, we have some amazing shots, including that final moment of him with the fireball, oh. um, which is heartbreaking, <laughs> but beautiful. Yeah, really, really heartbreaking. <laughs> yep. I tear up just thinking about it. Um, so, I mean, I remember I got the fifth brother photo signed by Philip Anthony Rodriguez when he was signing at the Tops booth. And I, I've made so many great memories when I stopped by there. So for the listeners who are going to New York Comic Con, what can they expect to see when they stop by the Tops booth? I'm I'm so glad you made it by last year. That was so much fun. It was. Um, yeah, having Philip at the booth, he's just a bundle of energy and was fantastic to work with. And he signed a bunch of free photos for all the fans who came by, which was awesome. We're going to be doing something similar this year. So uh, going back to Ahsoka, we were very lucky to land the one and only Ashley Eckstein uh, to come to the Tops booth. Uh, so she'll be there Friday morning, October 5th at 10 a.m. It's She's only signing 50 autographs um, for fans, but they are free. So just line up, line up early. Um, as soon as you get there, come running to the booth. And then we're also going to have her sign some pieces to sell on the website. So if you can't make it to New York Comic Con, we'll have a small number of photos that go up on the site probably about a week later. That's cool. And I love that you guys really focus on the animated i mean obviously you fo focus on everything in the saga but i feel like a lot of the time the animated content doesn't really get highlighted as much yeah it doesn't really get the respect that it deserves um you know i always tell people that if you want to see how pieces connect in the saga both from a story structure perspective and also um the major themes some of the bl the best places to watch are the clone wars and rebels like, when I watch The Last Jedi, I see Dave Filoni all over that movie. Me too! You know, it's, you know that, that's my way in. Is like the, th the themes that he explored in Rebels are touched upon quite a bit in The Last Jedi. And a lot of what The Clone Wars does is actually make the prequels make sense. Um, I think that the expanded stories that we get in The Clone Wars makes me love Anakin as a character. Uh, makes me understand Obi-Wan's arc a lot better. Um, it also brings the, the actual war that we don't really see on film to life in such a, a, a realer way. So I, I think that those those pieces of the saga should not be overlooked. Like, please do more than watch the movies. It's yes. my only pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, and, and it goes along with my next question, which is I know that Clone Wars and Rebels and even Resistance have been getting a lot of attention lately, a lot of love and attention. But do you have any news regarding Forces of Destiny? We are so excited to finally launch some official photos from Forces of Destiny this week. 
Uh, we will have about 100 new photos from Forces of Destiny uh, going up this week. Um, it'll feature, uh, I, I think, images from almost every episode. So you'll see um, Padme and Ahsoka, all the cool shots of Leia. We've got Kira in there, Jin Erso, Rey, um, and some of the boys get in there too. I know there's a couple shots of Luke and Finn and, and Anakin. Um, but it is, they're, they're super beautiful because that animation style actually makes for really fantastic prints. It really um, does. You know, yeah, they're so bright and um, just, I, I don't know exactly how to describe how they're, they're bold and interesting, but they're so colorful. Um, those are going to be really beautiful photos to print. Awesome. Oh, man, I can't wait to see those because, you know, you can grab some of this stuff when you go and get autographs at the at whatever convention Tops is featured in. And I, I always like to pass by and see what cool photos you guys have. <laughs> yeah, the, the photos are going to be perfect to go meet all the different voice actors um, from the series. And of course, there are some new ones, you know, people who are exclusive to Forces of Destiny. Uh, so Shelby Young does Leia. And then I'm blanking on the other names, but we've got new voice actresses for Jin Erso and for Kira. So they're only in Forces of Destiny. Um, and then, of course, there are characters who do different roles, like Matthew Wood voices IG-88. There is no IG-88 autograph at the moment, but now you can get one from Matthew Wood. That's awesome. I did not know that detail. How did that escape me? <laughs> this is the kind of thing where, you know, working on this business, I'm... I'm so deeply entrenched in it. And we're also working with Lucasfilm to get approval on these types of things. So, um, you know, if we bring Matthew Wood to Celebration next year, you know, he was at Celebration last year. You know, we would bring General Grievous photos and whatnot. But I bet you there are going to be people there who want who want him to sign as IG-88 because that would be a first. Yeah, that would be. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty cool. So finally, Star Wars Resistance. What are your thoughts on the show and what exciting new details should fans keep an eye for? Well, I saw you at the Star Wars Resistance. Um, I guess it was the press party or whatever it was, the press gathering. Yes. And it got me that much more excited. So I was super jealous, um, but in a, in a happy way. I was like, my friend is there. How awesome. And also, why am I not there? Um, but, <laughs> but being a licensee, we don't, we don't go to those things, right? You know, the, the true fans get to go, the fan sites. Um, I'm busy working behind the scenes on some product. Uh, we're going to be rolling Resistance content into 2019 trading card products the same way um, we've been doing for Rebels and the Clone Wars, where we'll feature those characters, we'll bring in autographs where it makes sense. Um, you, you'll see those debut next year. Um, but on the photo side for Star Wars Authentic, we're going to be going live the very next day after the episode airs. So the premiere is Sunday, October 7th. We're going to have about 70 photos from that double episode premiere on the Star Wars Authentic site for sale Monday the 8th. And we plan on releasing new photos every Monday. Um, and in fact, uh, you'll be exclusively revealing those images on your site. So this is the place. If you're listening to this, you, you know you know where to go. <laughs> That's right. TWG, thewokeygunner.com. <laughs> That's right. That's where we're going to make our debut. So you get to see all the images coming out every week from Solver's Resistance. Yes, that's the place to go. And I don't want you guys to miss it because it's going to be amazing stuff. I, can, I know it because I've seen it. <laughs> I've so seen, you've seen the episodes, right? I have. <laughs> I know secrets. I've only seen the imagery. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm excited because I've been able to read some of the scripts. And I've, of course, seen all the images. So mm -hmm. putting the two together, I get a sense as to what the story is going for. Certainly, this is a kid show. And I think more so than Rebels and Clone Wars, it really is a kid show. Yes. Um, but I'm excited about that. I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, we want to bring kids into the franchise. 
not every piece of content is for everyone, like the same way Forces of Destiny is mostly for younger kids. But meanwhile, I love pieces of Forces of Destiny. In fact, there are things in there that are made for the adults, like the Boosh costume and how Leia got it, how Leia got the dress in Return of the Jedi, um, the whole thing on Hoth from Empire Strikes Back with uh, the monster getting in. Mm -hmm. And then um, there's a couple of, oh, there's the fight with Ahsoka and uh, Anakin, where they do the exact same move that's in Twilight of the Princess. That's right. I was like, that Are was you serious? So cool. <laughs> I was screaming at the TV. We watched YouTube on the TV, the you know, big screen, and I see that happen. And I'm like yelling at the TV. My husband thinks I'm a crazy person. <laughs> um, but those are the types of moments that they they pull in and they they hit the uh, emotional heartstring, right? I think Resistance is going to have some of that emotional pull, but more importantly, it's going to be fun and it's going to be small adventures meant for kids. So I think if you know that going in, you'll enjoy the show. That's exactly what I thought when I went in and I came out loving it. So I, I, I hope everyone, whoever, whoever's been on the fence about it, I hope they've changed their mind. Yeah, tune in. I, mean, I think like you're going to learn some new things. We're going to get to meet some new characters. And the people they've got to voice the characters, many of them are super fans. Bobby Moynihan and Donald Faison have been giant fans of Star Wars their entire lives, and they're certainly not shy about it. So they're going to bring that passion to their characters, and that's going to be fantastic. I agree completely. So what else is coming from Star Wars Authentics? We've had a really exciting year. Uh, we've added some incredible autograph signers this year. Uh, Laura Dern was one of our ads early in the year. We put up James Arnold Taylor and Stephen Stanton. We added Paul Bettany after... Um, after Solo came out. And then Sam Witwer was most recently added as Maul from Solo. So that was very exciting. So if you haven't visited the site in a while, you'll notice there are a lot more autograph choices. Uh, we've also been on a mission to roll out lots of official photos this year. So we've added, I think it's over 1,500 new photos at this point in the last, call it, three to four months. So a lot of new content has come out. From across the saga, we put out collections from all three of the classic films, all three of the prequel films, collections from the Clone Wars and Rebels, and we even are now going to be rolling out Resistance, as we mentioned, Forces of Destiny is coming soon, and then uh, we'll have Battlefront 2, the video game, uh, our first ever, that'll be coming out later this year no as well. No way, that's so cool. I know people who are going to go crazy for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not good at those video games. I've, I've disclosed this before. I'm not a great gamer. So me playing Battlefront is just embarrassing. But the, <laughs> the, the actual gameplay is super cool. And the imagery we have, we don't have a lot at the moment. So we're waiting for more so we can launch a proper collection. But the imagery is really cool. And the thing that people might not know is a lot of your favorite voice actors who worked on Clone Wars or Rebels, um, and even some people who are in the movies, are back to voice those characters. Um, and in some cases, there are replacement voices who you already know and love, like Sam Witwer. He plays the Emperor. So yes. it's the kind of thing where it's like if you want to meet Sam Witwer at a convention, if we have a picture of him as the Emperor from Battlefront, that's a pretty cool autograph. So we're going to continue to to roll out that content. So if you want to meet these celebrities, these actors at shows, you have some choices. Yeah, that sounds so cool. So before we let you go, I know we talked about this briefly earlier, but one of my favorite things is that you're a fan of these animated shows and you've expressed that. But 
Can you talk about how the shows have enhanced Star Wars for you? Can you just like pitch that one more time for anyone who's still on the fence about watching Resistance, for example? Oh, yeah. I, I think that the, the movies do a great job giving you the broad strokes of what Star Wars is all about. But the animated shows uh, allow you to go really deep with the characters. There are There's way more hours of content of Matt Lanter's version of Anakin than Hayden Christensen's version of Anakin. There's so much more to learn. And it's not a knock on Hayden. It's the fact that there's just more content from Matt and more content from the Clone Wars um, that you're going to get to learn a lot more about the character that way. And so for me, I enjoy going back and seeing how we got into the positions we're in um, through the Clone Wars. And with Rebels, I was just emotionally invested in all of those characters uh, the entire time. Um, you know, We, we kind of know it's a prequel. It's before Episode 4. Some of them are not going to make it. But where are they in the big battles? Um, how they get there, that storytelling is just tremendous. Dave Filoni is clearly... Um, uh, he, he loves this um, series as much as George did, as much as Kathleen does. Um, and I think the series is in really good hands with someone like Dave, who knows these characters so well. I mean, he created Ahsoka, who has now become one of the most beloved characters in the entire series. So anyone who is on the fence about Resistance, I think you'll have a lot of fun watching. Um, but if you haven't seen Clone Wars or Rebels, I would jump in right now and just watch Rebels. Go, go straight to Rebels Season 1 <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and binge watch. Because by the time you get to the finale of Season 1, when it's, when it's fire across the galaxy... And it's Kanan fighting in that what you think is the final battle, you're going to be pulled in. And then the big reveal at the end is just, ah, I'm screaming at the TV at another moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's such a fantastic series. It's it's right up there. And it's it just keeps me wondering what's happened after after the series is done. So I know. Where's Ezra? Where, Where is, is Ezra? Ezra? Hashtag where's Ezra? <laughs> yep. I am. Um, I'm sort of happy that Dave didn't thoroughly answer that. Right. Like he left it open. He committed to the fact that he didn't commit. Um, he basically said, you know, I didn't want to say now where Thrawn was going to end up or where um, Ezra was going to end up. Um, and he left it open for us. And it means that we can tell more stories. Um, also, whenever Dave closes a door, he opens like 10 other doors. So, um, you know, you get to an episode like A World Between Worlds. And you realize that even things that have happened can be altered in some way, shape or form, even while also keeping it the same. So it's this weird thing that doesn't make sense when you say it out loud. But if you've seen that episode, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> um, there's there's so much you can play with there. So I am I'm curious to see if one, we ever see the world between worlds again um, and what other events could be affected that way and where some of these characters end up and how they all connect, because ultimately the force connects everything. So. How does someone like Ezra or Thrawn connect to like Daisy or Finn or someone, you know, yeah. or Kylo Ren? That that's what I'm thinking. That's fascinating stuff to me. Oh gosh, I love the animated shows. <laughs> I'm on board. We could we could be the president of the animated fan club. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. I I I believe in that, and we should totally go forward with that. <laughs> yep. So lastly, where can listeners find you online and at NYACC New York Comic Con? So if you're in the New York Com if you're in the New York area, uh, come to Comic Con. If you have tickets, we're at the Tops booth, four fifty four. I'll actually physically be there myself Friday morning and Saturday morning. If you want to come by and say hi, um, but we're going to have a crew there the entire time with giveaways, um, with product for sale. Um, I think they've announced this. If not, it might be an exclusive for you. There's going to be a Stranger Things thing happening, so um, there'll be some product to buy. Um, I don't think all the details are out yet, but that's very exciting. And we have promo cards happening every day. 
um, as well as giveaways of trading cards and packs and all sorts of stuff. So that's going to be really fun. Um, of course, I mentioned the Ashley Eckstein signing already. Um, that'll be uh, Friday morning, October 5th for the first 50 people. So jump in line super early, 10 a.m. And then um, if you're looking to find out more information about Comic-Con, you can follow all the different Tops channels. So it's uh, at Tops on Twitter. It's T-O-P-P-S and Facebook.com slash Tops. All of our products are represented up there from sports and entertainment. And if you're looking to just connect with me, I'm on Twitter at Darth Von Olin. Awesome. And and can you please introduce us to the sweet little kitty that's meowing in the background? Oh, yes. This is Leah. I, mean, I didn't realize you could hear her. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. There she goes. She is very sweet and very needy. And her name is Leela. Her brother is Fry, named after Futurama, right? The two characters. That's and she has cool. kind of a bad eye. She has a cataract. So Aww. we named her correctly. Oh, but she's, um, she's 13. Wow. Yeah. But she's still a baby kitten. She <laughs> sounds like a baby kitten. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's very vocal because of her bad eye, I think. You know, um, and she needs to rub up against you. Whereas Fry will look at you from across the room. And when he wants love, he'll come over. But... She's more of a vocal kitty. Gotcha. Yeah, I well, know. It was I nice know. Daddy's meeting Daddy's doing them. an interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're ever around, you got to come over and meet the cats. Definitely. All right. Thank you so much for this interview. It was great talking to you, and I will see you this week at New York Comic Con. Definitely. I can't wait. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Oh, this is exciting. I appear to be tingling all over. So we hope you enjoyed the interview. Next week, we'll be watching the first two episodes of Star Wars Resistance. I've already watched them, Mommy. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Jenna Marie, you know what? Yeah. Consider yourself disowned. No. You're out of the will. No. Done. Done. You know what? I thought you were going to say consider yourself unfriended because I think that would have been worse. <laughs> I don't want to lose a follower on Twitter. <laughs> no, to be honest, I really don't pay attention to those numbers. But but it would have hurt mommy if you unfollowed me. <laughs> so if you have any thoughts, questions, or comments you want to share about this episode or anything else you have in mind, you can send them to us by emailing geekybubblepod at gmail.com. Geeky bubble! Yes! <laughs> we can't wait to hear from you. In the meantime, visit thewookiegunner.com for news, reviews, and opinion pieces pertaining to the Star Wars animated shows. And follow TWG on Twitter by searching for the handle at TWG site. So Ma, where can people find you on social media? Listeners can find me on Twitter with the handle at Hubian. 214. And that's Whovian, W-H-O. <laughs> yes, that's Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> and listeners can also find Geeky Bubble on Twitter by searching for at Geeky Bubble Pod. And they can find me with the handle at Blue Jake Eyes. Last but certainly not least, if you haven't done so already, please follow our podcast network on Twitter by searching for We Are Escape Pods and tune into Unmistakably Star Wars and the Sky Talkers podcast for more Star Wars news and discussion. And may the force be with you. Always. Always.